Self, Less and Love. This is Maker and Shaper. Welcome to the first episode in a storytime series entitled Racism, It's Not Black and White. Now this is obviously a play on words. While racism clearly does include our black and white brothers and sisters, it also involves a whole range of diverse ancestry. It is not an issue without shades of grey. It is not always easy to understand. It is oftentimes unclear what the rules are and what's right or what is wrong. Now, while I believe in absolute truth, that is that we were all created equal, male and female, I also understand that there are billions of people in diverse places and situations and therefore a myriad of perspectives and experiences that pepper whatever the truth might be about racism. So I just want to preface this first episode with this. I believe, and this is why I'm doing it, that it is in telling and sharing our own stories that we will begin to gain wisdom and understanding of each other's experiences. Understanding builds empathy, and empathy builds bridges. And we need bridges in order to cross over and move forward. Understanding brings healing and removes fear, the greatest barrier to love. And it is love that endures when all else fails. Consider this, a person's reality is made of two things, truth and perspective. Perspective is personal, driven by experience and emotion. However, like Ben Shapiro says, facts don't care about your feelings. And that, my friends, I happen to believe is true. There are certain things that will happen that will remain true whether we like it or not. Every morning the sun will rise whether you're ready to get up out of bed or not. If you continue to eat junk food and pizza and cake and chocolate, you will not lose weight. There was a time when the historians or rather scientists believed that the earth was flat and no matter how much they believed it or perceived it to be true, it wasn't the truth. So it's important as people that we pay, especially now, closer attention to deciphering the difference between what is fact and what is feeling, what is reality and truth and what is perspective. Especially when there are so many narratives flying around and a plethora of platforms that feed them to us. We must be of sound mind. We must always chase unity and love for the good of all people. Learn to listen without prejudice and seek to understand. So here's my story on this beast called racism and how I believe it can be brought down and exposed. I was born in Zimbabwe, which was then called Rhodesia, in 1974. In 1980, my country gained independence. The name change happened, and I was yet none the wiser that this evil beast called racism even existed. And yes, let's be sure, it is a beast. The most deplorable, nonsensical, and illogical of beasts. Now, I'm not naive to the fact that this was not the reality for a majority of people that experienced the bondage of colonial rule. But I was six years old and blissfully unaware. 
unaware even to the fact that apartheid was happening just across the border in South Africa. My mother is a beautiful, resilient, strong, black Shona woman who, against all odds, created a comfortable and prosperous life for herself. My father, a hard-working, honest and consistent white man from South London, England, who himself overcame so much to find his place in the world, which it turned out was on one of the southernmost parts of Africa, in beautiful Zimbabwe. They've been together now for half a century and honestly, I have never heard another couple laugh as much as they do. Now they've had their married life problems and challenges over the years, I'm sure, but they are clearly made for each other. I would go so far as to say that despite the fact they couldn't be more different, they understand each other's pain. Then there's me. Where I was born, they call me coloured. I know some of you may be uncomfortable with the word. I don't mean to offend you. My birth certificate reads coloured. And what that means in Southern Africa is that you are neither black nor white, but something in between. It refers to mixture. It was never an offensive term. It's just the way it is. I always thought as a child that the term represented the fact that you had more than one colour blended together. Coloured, short for multicoloured, perhaps. I became aware later in life through watching American films that this word was also used during slavery to describe specifically black people or anyone with black blood in them to whatever degree. Then later, when I moved to England in 1998, I found out that it was a derogatory word for black people that should never be used, ever. If someone's grandma would use it, and this happened a few times, they would apologise profusely and point to the error she comes from, saying, oh, she doesn't know better, she's not aware that we don't use that word anymore, I'm, I'm so sorry. Meanwhile, millions of mixed people, millions of black, white, Asian and whatever kind of people in Southern Africa have been using it for a very long time without causing offence. This is when I began wondering who it was that actually made these decisions. Was there a committee of political correctness somewhere deciding on the appropriate way to identify non-white people? Were there in fact any non-white people on the actual committee? Well, if they had invited me to have my say, I could certainly think of words to describe me that have caused offence that I'd rather not have to deal with. I never liked mongrel or mixed breed. I first heard these in England. They always sounded more like descriptive words for dogs to me. And half-caste. I never liked that question. And I heard it a lot. Are you half-caste? I've never felt like I was half of anything but rather a new whole, just like any other child born is a whole new person. The half descriptions imply lack, like something is missing. It isn't. In fact, I felt blessed to be part of the diversity I was born into. I see us coloreds as a celebration of sorts, a poke in the eye to that racism beast. We are nature's proof and evidence that racism is without real logic or substance or sense. It's nonsense. 
I remember reading somewhere that the more mixed your heritage, scientifically and biologically speaking, the stronger you are genetically. Physically and mentally, you are more likely to thrive in adversity. Nature knows to take the strongest from both sides in creating the new person. So when people started asking me if it was confusing and difficult or challenging to be mixed, I would refer them to that piece of information and tell them I was just fine. Thank you very much for asking. Then there are the labels I look back on and laugh at, partly because I'm amused and partly out of sheer disbelief that this actually happened. Here's a good example. In the early 90s, after Nelson Mandela was released from prison and became South Africa's first black president, I worked and lived in Johannesburg for two years. This was an incredible time of celebration for South Africa. The chains of apartheid were finally broken and the freedom was tangible across the color lines. It was amazing. I had an agent at the time who found jobs for me and the casting calls that requested models that looked like me asked for cappuccino models. That is, brown skin women. Cafe au lait was another name. Cafe au lait. Now, I don't know if this was supposed to bother me, but I just saw it as a convenient way for the industry to spell out what they were looking for and make sure all skin tones were represented. Maybe I was naive to think that way. I, I don't know. I don't think it was the same PC committee that had banned the use of the word coloured in the West that had come up with the labels cappuccino and cafe au lait. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Then there's mulatto, biracial, multi-ethnic, creole, zambo, yellow bone, red skin, light skin, and on and on and on. Having parents that look so opposite, for want of a better word, is the norm for me. They managed somehow, consciously or not, to raise me to be quite indifferent to skin tone. I hear the gasp of the, you mean you don't see colour chorus, doubting my experiences. I do see colour, of course I do. But I don't see colour first. I never have. That was the culture I grew up in. All of my parents' friends were also in biracial coupling. So this really was my world for the formative years of my life. There always were, of course, those that found it strange and curious. But I remember finding it more strange if a friend's parents were both the same color. That, to me, was strange at the time. My family was truly diverse. Black family cousins, aunties, uncles, white family. Then my brother and I, the two coloreds in the middle, two mixed biracial mulatto cappuccino kids in the middle. Now while we had our own family bubble of non-prejudice, it was not always the same for our extended family on both sides. I have seen good, bad, ugly, acceptance and rejection in all shades of the human race. I learned at a young age that you cannot judge a whole group of people by the actions of a few. Oh, I think I should say that again. I learned at a young age that you cannot judge a whole group of people by the actions of a few. 
I suppose it's safe to say at a basic level that I don't have any prejudice towards people because of the color of their skin. I'm not a racist. But I have caught myself in prejudice. I'm sure we all have. Judgment without basis. And this is why it's so important to constantly assess our opinions and perceptions. Make sure we have not fallen into deception and disregarded truth. If freedom is what we want as a human race, then we must chase after and fight for what is true. Without a proactive search of the heart on a regular basis, our prejudices and pain can spill out and be passed on to others. There are many people walking around carrying pain that has been passed on to them from people that have gone before them. Our hopes for those that come after us should always be for better, that they experience better. What we pass on to them should equip them to love God first, love themselves and to love others, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their economic status, regardless of their sex or gender, regardless of any of these other visuals that we so easily judge people by. We can only hope for a better future for all of us. Thank you for listening.